If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Braid it like my hair, Sal. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's so, uh, so creepy when Justin does his voice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't know why. I know my wife tells me the same thing. <laughs> She's like, I was going to have sex with you until you yeah, did exactly. that. You creep me out. Uh, I put my clothes back on. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, listeners. I haven't figured it out. You're listening to Mind Pump. Is that what this is? This is Mind Pump. Don't forget to go to mindpumpmedia.com to check out our new super bundle. That's MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, MAPS Aesthetic, nine months of training. The superhero super bundle. That's all. I just want to say that. Bundle of joy. Yeah. Bundle of joy. I just want to say lots, that real quick. Lots of super in there. <laughs> you are a bundle of joy today. Huh? You're a bundle of joy today. <laughs> I'm a lot of Am I a joyous person? A steamy yeah. bundle of if joy. If you were to define if you were to define me, would joyous be in the definition? Mm. I think I would use jovial. Jo- 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 <laughs> Maybe. It's jovial. Yeah. Jovial always makes me think of like someone like who's a fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe jubilant. Someone who's a little fat. Oh. Well, huh? Yeah, maybe jubilant. Know. Maybe jubilant. What yeah. does jubilant mean? Uh-huh. It's like jubilee, but it's jubilant. Jubilant is that a real? Word? Yes, it is. Doug, jubilant a word. I believe it means joyful. Mm. Yeah, jubilant. They a all word. they all fall in the same category. Yeah, that's there, a, that's yeah. a new one for me. Yeah, all right. Sometimes well, Adam says words that 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 are that are big. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was not a big word. <laughs> what I mean by somebody's <laughs> okay with that? Yes. Hey, <laughs> don't forget to swallow. Thesaurus. Sometimes, sometimes you say words that are not. When I may say big, it doesn't have to be a big word. It just means that the word is not used it's outside your often. lexicon. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so sometimes you speak. Yeah. You speak like you read liter- words literature. Too. A lot of times, I just heard the word earlier that day, and I just want to reuse it. <laughs> and normally, I can. Guess, when did you hear jubilant today? Uh, yeah, I did that today. Like, never. Yeah. We just ate breakfast at the yeah. breakfast place. Very jubilant. The waitress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she looked jubilant. <laughs> Juice, jubilant. It's not the word I thought. Adam, what? What's up with that post on your Instagram, dude? <laughs> My marriage one? Which one? Yeah, what happened? Ooh. Oh, I'm getting all the flack right now. You know what? I Lately- uh, What did I, you say exactly? I'm going to pull it up. He's such <laughs> yeah, a single guy, isn't he? I've done a couple. That's I, I don't know which one you're talking about, but I've done a couple of them in the last uh, week or two or whatever. And it, uh, you know what? I guess it's been on my mind because everybody's been hounding me, right? 35 years old. Katrina and I have been together for like five, six years. Everyone's That's like, where this is coming from. Right? Everyone's like, what are you going to get married? With? What is the fucking deal with marriage? <laughs> I think, And you know what? Here we go. I'm going to piss some people off. Oh, right here's here. what it says. Yeah, go ahead. It says marriage, betting someone half your shit that you'll love them forever. <laughs> hey, it's in fucking California. accurate for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, in, in it, California, that's true. It is. You yeah. are accurate. You that's are betting I, that. Right. It is a bet. Right. Yeah. I, and that's, I think, I think our whole, uh, the whole marriage system is all fucked up. I don't think it should be that way. I think it should be, uh, should be more like a lease thing, like where, like five years, right? No, listen to me, hear me out here. I think this makes total sense. And, it, and it, so far, he's so far, he's fucking genius. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm gonna back out of this conversation. So just like, just, no, no, listen, you'll like this. I promise you. All right, all right. Here's the deal: that even guys like you that are extremely happily married, right, and have an awesome wife, awesome family, and would and and guarantee that it was the best decision you ever made in your life. Okay, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly why every five years, everybody has to renew their lease. So at the five-year okay, right. at the five year mark, which is, back. which is great for the two of you guys, because what do you guys do? High five, go out to dinner and say like, hey, five more years, <laughs> right. baby, I love right. you. Like, Good for you. Yeah, but the rest of us fucks, yeah. right? The, the, other, the other 50% of the world, okay? The other 50%, now at this, we I'll come up with a five-year and we look at each other and we go, you know, 
it was good. I had a yeah. good time. You know, I liked yeah, it. Honey, that one time we went there, that was great, yeah, right? Honey, our least, our least sex has been good, right? <laughs> one time we went there. Yeah, right? That was good, right? But, uh, you know, <laughs> why don't you do your thing? I'm going to do my thing. We'll go our, our separate ways. And hopefully, you know, we'll run into each other again, right? And that's, very, that's very deep. You know, honey, yeah. honey, uh, she's like, why did you bring me flowers? Are your leases up? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't have used want lease. To talk about lease is a bad word. <laughs> your, your lease I mean, is up. Yeah, lease sounds like it's a car, right? And of course, people are going to be all offended. Always by that. that last minute guy, you know? Oh, oh yeah. But it should be that lease way. Lease is up. I think it would it would save a lot of a lot of heartache. It would save a lot of money. I think people would be more honest, right? Hmm. But you, and that's part of the marriage deal is that you have to renew the yeah. lease. Yeah. You have you have every you five should be years reevaluating and, and, and working on things. You know, that's just part of it is work well, in general. Like people want to well, shy away or, from it or all relationships are work or you can get married. So you're married, but you can still have sex with other people. I don't understand why that's not a thing. <laughs> so this is why I use why, the word. Why, why this, is why I use, this is why I use the word lease <laughs> why is, because why? I believe there should be different lease options for everybody. Very smart. So they're, you know, not. Is I should, a I, polygamy upgrade or what? <laughs> well, if is, uh, if it's consenting, right? If you, you if better you have that new say, car smell. You say, hey, listen, <laughs> you know, I know, I know, most of the population does the five year lease, but you know, I'm thinking more of a three year arm. You know, I'm thinking a three year, <laughs> okay. three right. year. But uh, we both have the option to have somebody else on our arm, and as long as we're, I got you. It's like having new rims, yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, and and did you this say rim job. <laughs> this way, I feel did. like we all, everybody, even the people that are madly in love and uh, and are di- have different views with marriage. They, hey, guess what? Good for you. You guys married forever. You guys keep renewing your lace every five years. High five each other. Go out to dinner. That's great. But the rest of the world, like I said, I had to retire the high five. By the way, <laughs> you yeah, did. I did it, and my wife was like, "Would you just do that for me? Yeah, why'd you do that? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you would high five her? I, well, yeah, it was like something like, after, oh yeah, like after sex and stuff. No, like, no not after sex. <laughs> Great job, that, buddy. Yeah. So it was something after like, yeah, hey, I did it. that. And you did that. And high five. She's like, why did you just do that? I don't know. Go team. After yeah. he finished Go team, Andrew. dorky. He's yeah. like, high five, I can't. Hey, high-, <laughs> <laughs> high five, I finally made it work again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you can you literally, you can go, you, you can, you know, you have all the lease option and say, you know, I will sleep with other people. And then she could say no. And then you could say, but what if you never find out? And then oh. she could say yes. Yeah, there's yeah. all there has to be. Because then all, it doesn't matter. Nobody knows. I there, see. Well, okay, if, your point. Uh, right. We know, we know that what is it's around fifty percent, right? Is the divorce rate? So yeah, you got, yeah it's a little you higher. Have, you have half half just they end up deciding we don't like each other or whatever reason it doesn't work out. Then you have the other half of that half that probably lies and still infidelity is going on, right? So then then you have that. Yeah, because what percentage of the people that stay married? Are happy or want to be so. Married. This is where I'm going. So then you percentage. then you have the other half of those people that that they, there's no infidelity going on, but then they hate that person, but they have kids with them, so they stay just because of kids. So really, the likelihood of you actually finding someone that you can deal with for the whole rest of your life for a very very long time. I'm sorry, but it, the percentage is extreme. Dang, you sound so negative. No, it's not a negative thing. It's just that the whole marriage thing is backwards. Yeah, it shouldn't Pretty be that way. To the top. Well, it's only so- it's only negative because we all are in this system. We're all in this system that we all have decided that this is the way things are supposed to be. You you find a mate, you like this mate, you love this mate, and you decide you want to have this family and and go on with them for the next fifty to ninety years. So that's what you just <laughs> ninety years. How long have you guys been married? <laughs> ninety years. 90. She's like, honey, it's only been 10. You're like, oh, yeah, I, th- yeah, I thought yeah. he meant how long it feels like. I've been married. <laughs> yeah. It feels like 90. So that's, 90. Uh, you know, it's, 
it's a little <laughs> it's a little backwards to me and i think that uh you know, for the most part um most people fail and, uh-huh. and then and like i said i'm sure i'm i'm turning a lot of people off right now i, I'm, I lost quite a few people in the last week on my social media like i give mm. two shits uh you know so i'm sure it's offending some you of just got up. rid of the married people who cares yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I there was this there was a scientist a social All scientist single ladies that was explaining why he thinks actually she it was a woman why she thinks uh, divorce rates have climbed and one of the reasons is because we redefined uh, the purpose of getting married it's like now now when you get married it's to fulfill you that's the idea people have like I'm gonna get married and this marriage is gonna fulfill me it's gonna make my life better it's gonna make me a better person and in the past when you got married it was either an agreement or a partnership like okay we're partners in this and we're raising kids and we're going to have this house and that's it and she said that what ends up happening when people go into a marriage looking for fulfillment is if it succeeds it succeeds beautifully and everything's awesome but the failure rate goes up quite a bit so that was her her theory behind why so many marriages who is it that's a pretty good theory i can't remember the name it was a so it was a scientist uh hmm. yeah behavioral scientist that was talking <clears throat> about this but her advice is look when you get married first of all you sh- you need to be able to fulfill yourself before you get married or understand that it's not up to the other person to fulfill you. You right. fulfill yourself. It's a big point to make. Right. And when you get married, it's a partnership. This is another great anything. point that I would like to make. Yep. Okay. <laughs> now we're all, we're all 35 plus Doug, 75. We have these, we, we've been around for a long, we've been around for a long time. Yeah, right? Doug keeps getting older every day. It's crazy. <laughs> Poor Doug. Accelerated rate. We need, you know what though? But, here's but he a, has the dick of an 18 year old. That's uh, it, man. If I were to, and, and, and obviously because Doug, balls. Doug is, um, Doug has a few more years on us. He definitely would be the the best person to ask this question. But if you were to go back and you were to look at yourself over, um, you know, your your last forty plus years of your life, and you had to say, you know, ten years ago, are you were you are you the same man that you are today? And ten years before that, what what would you say, Doug? The answer is absolutely not. Right. In fact, I've changed so much over the years, even the past ten years, which is crazy, right? So you're. Tell everybody how old you really are. I know we fuck with you all the time. Can we tell everybody? Uh, Only sixty-five. No, just just got social security. Stop it. No, No, I'm 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 fifty. Okay, so so here's a even a fifty-year-old man is still saying that that, still sounds old. (laughs) We'll say forty-nine. You look younger than forty-nine in thirteen months. But here, look yesterday. uh, (laughs) But here's the thing: when I look at Doug, when I hear Doug speak, when I when I see how young and awesome he looks, you just realize you're looking at a brilliant wizard of uh, relationships and he understands these things and and Doug have you ever been married never see this is why Doug is, <laughs> this is why I'm slowly so winning Doug over youth. the more and more Doug and I hang out he realizes like fuck you know what Adam and I are a lot more like no. than I realize we sound like such assholes on yeah. here I'll tell you this though I wonder if I should defend us I, the, our the, people the marriage <laughs> the marriage thing you can go back and forth and debate you know is it good is it bad for society as a whole marriage was created I think for a reason but uh, the one thing that I will always, is, uh, you know, support is family. Mm-hmm. And um, whether you're divorced or or you're married and you have children together, if you're if you if you work together to keep the family together, that doesn't mean you have to stay married. That just means that you agree to work together to help raise your your children and to develop, you know, turn them into you know healthy, uh, adjusted human beings. That's what's important. Oh yeah, that's the most important. The I have most a, important. I have a friend of mine who he got divorced about ten years ago. Five kids, okay, five children with this woman gets divorced, and it took him it took him about a year, a couple years um, to make things work. But now, him and his ex wife 
take all the kids on vacations. They do things together. They really co-parent very, very well. They have an excellent family. And I think that's the key right there. It's not necessarily the whole married no, it's ex- that's exactly. See, that's and, and I don't want it to, it to be turned into something where it's, uh, you know, we're so I'm c- coming off like I'm bashing on marriage. Absolutely not. I'm. I don't. I don't like the title. I don't like the fact that there's the governments involved at all. I don't like any of that bullshit. Call it. A, call it a lease. Like, <laughs> no, don't call. It, don't call it a lease. I should <laughs> oh, never use that word. That's that's where I offended everybody. Right? No, I don't think. I just think that uh, all the things it stands for is amazing: yeah. family, connection, loyalty, love. But all those words. Don't have to come with a piece of paper and come with this whole title around it. You just, why can't you just love somebody that deeply? Why can't you just be that good of a man? Why can't you just have that strong you of a can. relationship? You can. Why can't you just be that family of a person without, you know, it's this, we've, we've allowed that this, this, this title. And, and, I, I, and I even think the law now in California, I think if you live with someone nine years for nine years, exactly. You, then it's like, then you, you, then you're pretty much just as entitled to if you would have been married. So like eight, mo- eight, eight and a half years, you're like, honey, I'm going to go live <laughs> over here for a year <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> That's why you do that. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Shh. <gasps> what? Finally, it's here. <laughs> it's the motherfucking <laughs> qua. The golden <laughs> eagle of qua. Oh, our, our, give it, give it to me, Doug. All right, our first question is from, I guess it's Machi Dog, asking about the best set and rep range to lose muscle. <laughs> let's let's make sure you read that correctly. What the hell? Is, what did you say? Lose? Did muscle? you? Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay, so I'm actually grad. Whoever you're picked, what? I'm grad. He's I, grad. <laughs> like, it's so rad, but it's, it's glad. It's, it's kind of like jubilant. <laughs> he made it through high school. <laughs> it's grad. Kinda, it's kinda so like grad. Jubilant. Yeah, I graduated. I'm so grad. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, somebody on the forum recently, we had one of our forum members who- Asked this question. Yeah, she is, um, you know, she's in a predicament right now, which I've uh, um, come across before with a, a female competitor who is kind of in between body types. Uh, and what I mean by that is, so you have your figure and then you have your bikini girls. And a bikini look is uh, much more like- shape magazine or a very lean thin almost runner type yoga type physique exercise right and then you have physique which a much more uh muscular defined look still not like bodybuilding for women but it's a a more uh, defined muscular look on a female than what a bikini competitor is so she finds herself right in the middle of that so she's stuck with this dilemma do i really press and i try and build a bunch more muscle in my body if i'm already very content and happy with the muscle mass and lean mass i have or do i cut really hard and try and lose muscle so I can fit into this category of bikini. So this is kind of what prompted- Well, it's an interesting question because mm. it's rare to have anybody say that. However, the vast majority of people that have come up to me and asked me this question were women. And typically, what I've noticed is it has to do with their legs. Some women do build a lot of muscle in their legs, in particular their calves. So I've had a lot of women come up to me and say, how do I make my calves smaller? Mm. And sometimes women build a lot of muscle and they lift weights and they want to shrink the the muscle size, so change the way they look. And losing muscle is a very difficult thing. If you're one of those people, if you're one of those fucking people that can build muscle super easy, <laughs> you're awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. If you can build muscle really, really easy... Uh, it's very difficult to reverse that with exercise because when you have those genes for muscle building, almost any stimulation you do will make them bigger. Like right. I got a I got a client that I train 
whose calves look like a pro bodybuilder calves never works out his calves, ever. Now, if I told the guy, yeah, go long distance running because it'll shrink your calves, you know what's going to happen to his calves? They'll get bigger. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very, very difficult um, question to ask. I would say the only advice I would give is uh, don't lift weights for the muscles. Do more body weight stuff. Focus on more yoga type movements, um, endurance type exercise, and hopefully your body will adapt by shrinking some of your muscle. What you don't want to do is not move, you know, because, yeah, that would shrink muscle, too, if I stopped moving. But you would also uh, compromise your health, right. you know, by yeah. doing that. Yeah, lo- lots of movement, lots of and low impact movement. So <clears throat> not like crazy hardcore sprints. Um, I-, I would recommend like elliptical or something elliptical for, you know, hours on hours, as long as you possibly can, because the more you burn yeah. and the less you eat, the, the more your body is going to have to atrophy. Uh, because you, which it sounds crazy for us to even talk about this because it's like, oh my God, please don't do this to this with your physique. Yeah. But you know, to each their own. Every uh, some people don't want that. I, I would, I do want to point out because we don't know who this person is. I don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a very similar conversation with Katrina just like two nights ago, and uh, we we were talking about how much her physique has changed over the last like five six years. And all the different things that she's focusing on. She's going through Maps Black right now. And, you know, she's always had these just amazing legs. Like, she's always been known for her legs. She's got great legs. She was a basketball player her whole life, too. So, they look phenomenal, even when she doesn't do anything with them, you know. And if she, if she trains them at all, they just, they get, they blow up. And the same thing, uh, so what she's now noticed with her arms is that was like her lagging body parts that she's been working on to try and, you know, bring up to her legs. And a lot of that, we had to lay off of her training her legs as much as she used to love to, because guess what? It's her strength. So used to let, she loved training all the time. And I used to tell her like, man, that's your strength. You cannot touch them for a month and they still look amazing. So don't, don't train them so much. Don't train them so hard. Let's focus on all the other things that you feel are lagging. You feel like your, your arms, don't, your shoulders aren't very defined and this and that. So now that she's done that, now she's, she's, she is in love with the way her arms look when she's really lean. But then she says to me the other day, she says, you know, I think I'm going to start to back off my arms because I love the way they look when I'm lean. But then when I put on extra body fat, they look bigger, they look bigger. And so I was like, you know, it's funny you say that. And I said, you know, um, and you're right. They will be because you've built muscle and now you put fat on top of that. And so they'll they'll look bigger than what they look when they're lean and they're all ripped. But don't think for one minute that, you know, bigger arms with more muscle definition on them and some fat are better than less muscle definition and the same amount of fat on your arms. So I had to put that into perspective for her to understand that. This that- is the difference between you hear guys say like, oh, she's thick. Versus just being overweight. You ever seen a girl who's a little heavier, but she's got muscle you know, underneath? Muscle under there, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it just the shape looks different. It looks yeah. firm. It looks exactly curvy because you have you muscle have, underneath. Exactly, you yeah. have good, and that's what I was trying to explain to her that you don't want to start laying off the arms. You know, you love the way that looks. That should always be your motivation when you start to see yourself. Oh, okay, I think I want to lean out because I'm not liking the way I feel or not with the way I like to look right now. So then you come the other direction, but don't stop training or don't stop building muscle because you think you have too big of arms or too big of legs that's the body fat on there right and let me tell you bigger bigger thicker legs bigger thicker arms with more muscle but it looks better than having less muscle and body fat the same amount of fat does that make sense looks flabbier yes and you're touching upon diet diet is huge when it comes to this you know before you decide you want to lose muscle get really lean first and see what that looks like you may be surprised. You mm-hmm. may be. You may look in the mirror and say, "You know what? I don't need to lose muscle. I've just needed to get leaner." Because right. I've had people come up to me, again, mostly women, and uh, they'll 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 tell me that, "Oh, my legs build too much muscle," and then I get them lean, and it's like, "No, that was body fat." You know yeah. what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, this is a hard question for me. Just listening to you guys handle it's good because I, I don't even really know what I would tell them. It, it goes against like everything. Just, you know, just be like, I, are you an idiot? Yeah. Like, why would <laughs> you want to do that? You know, like that, that would be my first reaction. But, you know, like I, I would, I would probably like, you know, coach her to, to try and, you know, achieve that next level, you know, and just see what that was. And if, you know, you're not happy with the whole process, then calm down. You know, right. but I, I don't know. It's hard for me to <laughs> when you're getting, you know, awesome gains. Like, how, <laughs> why would you want to backtrack? You know, well, like, but I, I understand. I understand with women it's totally different. Well, I mean, so. if she if she did a bunch of circuit training, body weight movement, she could focus on you know, different adaptations. Yeah, help, did like did a bunch of yoga, yeah. incorporated some long distance running. Right. She would lose muscle. No, I she get would definitely that. lose muscle. Yeah. I, you know, I just. I think it's important. That's why I brought up the Katrina story because, you know, Katrina is diehard mind pump fan. She's listened to every single episode multiple right. times, you know, lives with me. She's been hearing me preach to her for the last five plus years. So the girl knows what she's doing. She's smart, but yet she still has that a perception like that. Uh -huh. So, you know, even the most advanced and intelligent, you know, fitness minds out there that are listening to us right now still might have a little bit of a misconstrued understanding of that. And you got to under, in that size or that way that you feel right now is it's the it's the extra body fat that you're carrying on your body and to think uh -huh. to think to yourself because there be more muscle that it might increase the inches you know uh, you know diameter of the muscle with that because you've now put gain muscle and fat it still will look better than yeah, right. focus on like muscle density you yeah know? yes yeah. and it's like just different ways of training it's hard to tell a female that that doesn't want big arms or doesn't want big legs and they know that they which, build muscle which by the way this is rare yeah. this is. is very rare yeah definitely i i would say in all my years of training uh on a handful of times have i had any female clients I've had that, one uh, yeah that i can remember very sure. rare usually i can try to train them as much as i possibly can to get them to build as much muscle as possible mm -hmm. and all that ends up happening is they're super satisfied with their very toned you I've, know sculpted body i've actually dealt with it quite a bit just because i've dealt with competitors you're competing with a different exactly yeah. that's what i want to say is yeah. that those typically those are women that get into competing because they have got this great gene and then you run into a situation like the girl on our forum who's just she her only problem is she's caught between what she wants to do more than what she really should do is probably not worry about you know what you know what other people are telling her where her physique should or shouldn't be she should compete at whatever fucking level she wants and That's just it. Yeah, bring the best kind of have to have a, a decision process there where like ah, am i going to do it do it or don't do it you yeah it's like a yeah you have to decide and, and and i feel like instead of trying to fit the mold of what you know mpc or ifbb is trying to to put because that changes and it changes per per place that you're at so it's like it's like me right now like debating if i want to go between classics or men's physique like it's I what should make my decision shouldn't be like oh I think I I yeah, whatever's gonna make you happy yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go at it and if I think okay I my physique best fits this category I'm gonna go on it and yeah. if the judges think look at me and they go oh you're too big you should have done classics like I don't give a fuck what they say you know what I'm saying I I, I was trying to do something for myself right. and I wanted to see how I look how I feel afterwards so that's that to me is more important. East Coast Kinney is asking, how do you mentally stay on track even with all the right info? Oh, someone like fitness and... Uh, well, she has like all... Or he, 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 right? I think it's a he. East Coast Kinney. I think it's oh, yeah, this guy. I, I believe he has every every one of the, the MAPS programs. He has all the tools, all the books, and was saying that, you know, even with all that stuff, find himself falling in and out, you know, so... It's just that, it's that mental discipline that, 
um, well, just basically getting into that mode and that mentality of like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm not compromising. Um, you know, that is hard for a lot of people to, to find that within themselves. And, um, I think it, you have to look at like these incremental steps, like what can you do, uh, each day that might be just the one focal point that, you know, you can achieve and you know, you can, uh, accomplish for that day. And that, you know, that cascades that, that builds up and then you can, you can add, you know, incremental steps to that. And, uh, soon, like before you know it, uh, you know, you're, you're walking all those steps and, uh, it's become part of the process. So it's, it's the lifestyle aspect of it. Yeah. I would say, you know, um, it's a decision, you know, you initially, you just have to make the decision. I am going to work out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday or whatever. I am going to do that. I am going to go at noon. You put it in your schedule. You have to do it. You put it in your schedule and it becomes a rock. That means that no matter what happens, you can't move that. You can't change that. I can't, bump it for something else i can't say to myself like oh you know what monday i was gonna go to lunch with my friend so i'm just gonna do it on tuesday then instead or whatever make it a rock leave it there and then force your ass to do it like (laughs) i've made this decision i'm going to do it and what will happen is if you do it long enough in this fashion is it becomes a habit Mm -hmm. and then you're less likely to stop doing it but initially it becomes a decision And the way I do it with myself, the mental games I do with myself, because look, I love exercise. So that's not, that's not hard for me to stay consistent on that, but I hate mobility work. I hate stretching. Uh, and I eat healthy for health, but sometimes before summer I want to eat to get leaner. So I have to restrict myself a little bit. I hate doing that too. So how do I do it? I, I tell myself I'm going to do it and, um, it becomes a game like, okay, who's going to, who's in charge here? Me or my cravings, or me and my laziness, or my laziness. Who's in charge? I'm in charge. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. And it becomes one of those things uh, where um, I refuse to give in, um, and I just become hard-headed about it. And you have to have that attitude when you start off. Once you do it long enough, it becomes, it really does become a habit. I've had lots of clients who <clears throat> you know, will hire me, and they're already in their 40s and 50s, who were never consistent on exercise, and now couldn't imagine mm-hmm. not being consistent with exercise. And it took some years to do so. And initially, it was all about getting consistent with it and, and making that decision. Well, that's why, yeah, it has to be a non-negotiable. It has to be. But like I mentioned about like just small incremental steps, what I mean by that is something that you can tackle right away that's going to be a non-negotiable. Like This is something that I immediately know I should be doing. I don't do it, but I know I could do it every single time. And then and it that could be because, small. It could be, yeah, it could be small. very small, but then, you know, it, you, you could go and, and my mentality too, it's hard for me to even like say that because <laughs> if I make a decision, I'm doing it. You know, mm-hmm. that's just, I've trained myself to do that. I've trained my brain to respond that way. And so if I just, if I vote a lot of times for me, just vocalizing it, you know, or getting a, a accountability around my decision process with my friends or our family or people around that just me vocalizing, it really helps me to, to be like, I'm so doing this. this well, see, I'm doing this. I think a big problem for people is that they think they have to go all in or it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, okay, I know I need to exercise. I'm this overweight. Right, and right what I was Yeah, I, I'm right overweight. Now. I don't want to know. So I need to work out five days a week. I think uh, it's a stepladder. You know, yeah. um, make yourself work out once a week. Start with that. One day a week, I'm going to the gym for an hour. <laughs> when you get to the point where that sticks and that's a habit, then you can start to yeah, bump it up a little bit. That. And the reality is this is how I train my clients. Yep. The way I train my clients 
is in this way. We don't go to the next level till we've mastered this level. It's just like anything else. Like you learn a martial art, they're not gonna you're not gonna go in as a white belt and they're gonna teach you black belt shit. You gotta learn what white belts learn before you move up to the next belt and so on. And it's very very similar. This is something I I just had this conversation two days ago with one of my uh, clients that I coach. And uh, asked a, asked me a good question. Wanted to know, um, you know, realistically, if I'm following everything perfect at him and doing this and doing that, you know, in a year's time, uh, you know, how much muscle do you think I should gain? I said, well, you know, it, let me let me first tell you this. I said, don't get caught up in that that rat race of trying to chase a number that you you want to get at or you want to obtain. I said, let me. I think one mistake that people make is 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 doing this. And when you put things into perspective. Uh, it's it, it's totally different the way you'll start to look at things. So, for example, I said, take somebody who is a you know professional bodybuilder who is hopped up on tons of anabolic steroids. He is happy if he can add ten pounds of muscle in a year. Think about that. Think about that. An anabolically induced genetic freak who's training fucking seven days a week nonstop is happy if he can put ten pounds of muscle on per year. So think about the average Joe guy who has a life, goes to school, goes to work, has a relationship, has got a different job than bodybuilding, and isn't taking a bunch of anabolics. Think about how much you should really expect from your body as far as now. We've talked before that you know you have people that are responders, and can you get more than that if it's your if first, you're a beginner? Yeah, of course, of course, all those things. But in in reality, the grand scheme of things, like overall, if you're making any sort of progress year over year it's great it's a journey like that you know that. what it's called progress yes and that's it's all progress yeah. and that's why what i was saying to him is like you know what we're what we're looking to do is to to beat the yesterday you always we're just trying to improve you and i said the next little tip that i would give somebody this is this is you meant you brought up a mental game that you play with yourself i have the same thing that i do that's very similar to you and what i do is whenever i make a decision that i'm going to get in super lean or bulk and do whatever but when i've made a decision on i'm going to do do something as far as changing my physique or a plan maybe it's you know performance or related i say okay this is day one. Here we go. And part of my program is always there has to be there's nutrition around it and then there's consistency with training. And what i do is i go after it. And it's inevitable you will fall off. You will get sick. You will get hurt. You're going to have these setbacks. That's all part of this journey. You know that's going to happen, but you you don't worry about that. You don't stress it and you don't beat yourself up when those happen. So let's say I go and 15 days in a row, 15 days of eating good, doing everything I'm supposed to be doing for my training program, haven't missed anything. I'm 100%. Day 15, boom, work hits me. I'm slammed. I'm stressed. I fall off for two days. I don't trip out. I get right back on. And guess what my new goal is? 16 days. That's all I want to get to. My goal now is 16 days. If I can get 16 days in a row of consistency, I've now beat my personal best before 15 days. And I just keep playing that game with myself. I do that with every show. Every show when I'm competing, that's how I stay in that mental focus of pushing my body to that limit is I I look at each day of nutrition and training. I have an idea of what a perfect day looks like, and I'm striving for that every single day. If I don't hit it, I don't beat myself up. I just try and better it next time and keep keep stacking on I like, like that. that. Yeah. And each time you you do it, you're trying to get healthier, like do it a healthier way. Yeah, better and better yeah, each time. That's awesome. Dave Kresiminski is asking about the benefits to training while high. <laughs> are there are there any <laughs> high on what? What? Yeah, what are we talking about here? So, he's Paint talking chips? about he's, uh, we're going to assume he's talking about marijuana. Mm. 
because that's really the only only substance that we okay. mess with. Okay, ready, set, go. You guys. Uh, so I'll here's the thing. Take a leak. Uh, the studies done on marijuana <laughs> and exercise performance demonstrate that uh, it reduces peak power output. It reduces um, your ability to uh, react and respond to stimuli. So some of your reflexes slow down. Um, so I don't recommend training while high uh, if you're lifting weights or if you're looking for maximal power output. Now, there has been studies right, that for be- runners. That's right. Mm. That being said, uh, anecdotally, there's lots of anecdotal evidence that people who are regular users, by the way, but this is a big difference now. If I took a bunch of people who've never had marijuana in their systems and get them really high and then go th- tell them to do something, they're going to suck <laughs> at it. It's just, it doesn't, it's not a performance enhancer like that. Uh, like these are people who've been, who are regular users of cannabis and they run under- straight to 7 Eleven. Right. Or score, or yeah. sit in the corner and, and cry because yeah. they're paranoid. Yeah. But it, it, uh, these are people who are regular users of, of cannabis who understand the effects um, and are comfortable with the effects. And there's lots of anecdote, a- anecdotal evidence uh, from high-level endurance athletes, like hundred mi- you know, yeah, people who run 100 miles. Yeah, that's who they've done all the, the you've They heard. say training while high is awesome. And I can understand this because there is a pain. You know, Your pain tolerance goes up. Um, your ability to find novelty in everyday, everyday things goes up. This is why people like to... Get high and clean their house, or do you know mundane tasks? They seem more more fun. Ooh, this is interesting now. Um, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it, there's also, by the way, the runner's high. We've all heard of this, right? Where people run uh, for long distance and then they hit a certain point and they get the runner's high. Well, they've identified what causes the runner's high. First of all, the runner's high is real, and number two, it's caused by an endocannabinoid. This is a cannabinoid that is produced by the body, called and the one that they identified was anandamide. And endocannabinoids are structurally very similar to phytocannabinoids, which are found in marijuana. So when you're smoking you or just eating, produce this naturally. We humans, as humans, we produce uh, endocannabinoid. One uh, endo, endocannabinoids. There's, they've identified three of them, I believe. Uh, one of them is uh, the anandamide that we talked about. So this isn't endorphins, like we're talking about. Like no, our body produces them all the time, and there's been, there's there's reasons why we have them in our system. Mm-hmm. Uh, one there, there's you know reasons that have to do with the way you think, your brain, how you forget things. There's uh, it's a euphoric type chemical. It it affects things like depression, um, appetite. Um, and so when you're exercising at a high level for long periods of time, your body will naturally release anandamide or, or these endocannabinoids, and they think it's to promote better performance during that period of time. So maybe I'm hunting an animal and I'm tracking it or whatever, and I'm getting tired, and so my body, we evolved to release this you know, uh, cannabinoid to make us feel better. Mm. So when people get that runner's high, they're actually getting high off of their own natural cannabinoids. So it only makes sense that taking extra cool, cannabinoids man. from outside the body would improve upon um, that effect. I also have friends that train um, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and uh, they say they love practicing jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. when they're high because they, they feel more creative, they feel more relaxed, and more flexible hmm. in their training when they're, when they're training jiu-jitsu. And, and marijuana is big in the jiu-jitsu world. Well, marijuana and jiu-jitsu is like marijuana and surfing yeah. or skateboarding. I've heard like that. They go hand yeah, in hand. I've heard that, and I've heard that the the sport itself has evolved like crazy because of 
they do allow like like unlike most martial arts, they'll allow people to sort of Get come creative. up with yeah with their moves and and then people adapt to the stuff that you know well, has dude, worked. Uh, I mean, technique wise, Eddie Bravo, who you know really popularized and invented some some would say he didn't, but he says he invented, and I believe he does he did invented certain techniques in jujitsu like the rubber guard and all the sequences from there. And Joe Rogan is one of his students. Mm-hmm. He's a huge advocate for training in jiu-jitsu while you've had some, you know, some marijuana. He says it helps him uh, quite a bit. That being said, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to go smoke some weed and go work out. <laughs> like I said, if you're not a regular user and you don't like the effects, it ain't going to help you. It's going to make your workout shit. I've, I never train uh, under the influence. The only time I ever use cannabis is in the evening, and I use it for my own, you know, mostly medicinal reasons. I have, however, tried training uh, while under the influence, and... It, I'm not stronger. I'm not better. It's it's sometimes it's for cardio. It's cool because I get on the machine and I'm I'm you know 30 minutes goes by and I'm okay with it. But other than that, no. I don't know about you guys. Adam, do you ever train? I've tried. Uh, I've I've had buddies that are 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 all about it, and um, I'm not. I don't like it at all. Does it like, work for you? No, I don't like it at all. You know, and like I said, I've talked about before that lifting weights for me is is already meditative, and it's already this. It's already my. I'm in a Zen already, you know, I don't want uh, anything else to alter that. And I, and I, as much as I'm pro cannabis, that's not the time that I, w- I want to be like that, you know, so not a fan of it. Although um, I have done it cardio wise a couple of times when I've gone to the gym, like when, when I'm competing and I'm planning on getting on a piece of equipment for one hour straight. Uh, actually it makes the time fly by, you know, and I can get into like some music. I'll put some music in and, I'm and that's really what the athletes are saying. Mu- yeah. Really into the music. I'm not really thinking about it. And so kind of takes me away, which, uh, I enjoy that, but never would I am ever again, experiment with doing it with lifting weights. It's just the, the little bit that I have been before lifting weights, I saw no benefits whatsoever well, so to for it. For me, when I lift weights, I lift with in, like an intensity and intent. Yes. You know, I'm going to like, I'm going to grind this weight. the complete opposite when I'm I do a, cardio which, or, or smoke weed. Right. Like <laughs> I, I will, if I take anything, it's going to be caffeine or a yeah. stimulant, right? Yeah. To get me in that like angry, like, you know, drive through type of if I'm if I'm lifting weights and I'm and I'm I'm super chill and I mean it doesn't work for me now. If I'm in a stretch, if I did a yoga class, maybe I, that yeah, would yeah, work. I can't yeah. imagine striking a conversation up with somebody about aliens while we're li- working out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be weird. Josh Dusan is asking about the one thing that you'd change about yourself, and is also asking why. Oh wow! Who wants to go first? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to do this. One. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to. Do it. We should pick for each other. Yeah, that'd be really be yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would I boat. change about Sal? Dude, I would not. No, no, hell no. Yeah, that'd be a dick. Are we boat. talking about like physically or no, whatever? I, I think we've done physically before. I think whatever. I think we should do a whatever. Like, I'll tell. I'll start. I'll start. Like a tick we have or something. Yeah, I'll start since everybody thinks I'm the guy who loves everything about himself. I'll go ahead and be the first guy to <laughs> oh, admit. No. Here it comes. Admit there's stuff that I don't like about myself. I wish um, my dick was smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was so good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. It doesn't work when you do it, Adam. I have to do it. <laughs> when you do it, it just sounds narcissistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking guy. Uh, so uh, the one thing I would change, I am, uh, God, I am terrible at time management. Mm, I, I, a good one. I probably could be close to a superhero if i had if i had good <laughs> you'd time. be a billionaire yeah i would be a billionaire. i'm pretty now nah, i know actually i know i'd be a billionaire if i could it's pretty much math at that point <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i don't uh i'm terrible 
with time management and, and organization. And you know what, maybe it's because uh, the best advice, which also ended up probably being the worst advice for me ever was when someone once told me to, uh, do not focus on the things that I am not good at, focus on what I'm good at and be great. And I'll never forget hearing that and going like, wow, that just like changed my whole perspective of, you know, growing and getting better and stuff. Instead of, you know, my thought of growing at that point in my life was, you know, find all the flaws I have and try and get better at all these flaws. But how boring is that to work on all the stuff you already suck at? How much more fun it is to work on stuff that I'm already good at and be great, you know? So I excelled pretty fast in uh, my career early on because I got that advice. But then now I look back and I'm like, well, son of a bitch, I didn't spend any time doing the stuff that I fucking (laughs) suck at. This is why I I just keep finding ways to farm it out. (laughs) This is why me and you, Adam, if me and you became... We're just business partners, just me and you. Never work. It would be horrible it would, yeah. because we have the exact same you guys weakness. Would go down in flames. Oh, uh, it'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work at all. Yeah, for me, uh, besides that, because I'm horrible, I'm so unorganized, it's ridiculous. My desk was always just a just a fucking tornado of shit all over the all over the desk. But uh, so I can't pick that one because you picked that one. For me, I wish I had a sense of direction. And I don't mean like in life, like, oh, I don't know where I'm going because I know where I'm going there. I mean, literally. Like a tom-tom. I mean, literally, I get lost so fucking easily. I am. This is a true story. This is, no, no. And I've identified, okay, so you know, okay, check. I'm going to give you an example. You know how when you have your stove up at the, like you have the stove top, right? And then the backsplash, the back is where you have the knobs to turn on each burner. And next to the burner is usually a little picture to show you which burner is going to turn on. And it's four circles, and it, like the one circle it turns on is colored in. So you know that that's the corresponding burner. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I fuck that up every time because <laughs> I'm, I'm t- and this is not funny if you guys laugh your assholes. There's <laughs> definitely a dyslexic part to my brain because I can never quite understand which circle is representing which burner. I'm always flipping it upside down. And this is what happens to me when I drive. The funny thing is reading, no problem. Numbers, no problem. But when it comes to other types of things, I definitely have those traits of dyslexia where I literally, things get flipped. Like I'll leave a parking lot and I'll go right when I was supposed to go left. Every single fucking time. Every time. I'll get lost everywhere. I wish I could change that. It's horrible. It has prevented me from doing so much. Because I don't want to travel by myself. I don't because I'll get lost. You know I, mean? I kind of have the same thing. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I think so I've done that you... with the burners too. Do you really? Yeah, you really do. I swear to God, I swear to God. Sometimes it's scary. What if we're brothers? I know. You guys, we might be <laughs> split from the same <laughs> egg. <We're>... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Something like sometimes that. Sometimes he says a new like that's a new that's new to me. You know, we've been hanging out for a long time. Uh, we've hey, talked man. hundreds of <laughs> hours. Just connected on a whole other. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you fucked the stove thing uh, up too every dude. time. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. shit. You I've know, it's your guys' mics have gotten close. I was going to the check with my hand and yeah. shit. Like, oh, it's this yeah. one, dude. So this just happened to me. Okay, this is goes right. <laughs> I feel like we have to talk you're about like this Marty it, McFly. When you're not around, you start like you know disappearing. Oh, I gotta get closer to myself. So self, I was at my I was at my aunt and uncle's this last weekend. Right, visiting them. And their upstairs bathroom has uh, five switches because it has the heated floor. It has the heated thing like that. And then there's one that's the fucking light. And I end up every time I've switched those lights on a thousand times. I get to go through every one before I guess the right one. And it's like, and I know it going into the bathroom. I'm like, which one is it? You know, uh, it's always the last one. All these problems just amount to being like fucking entrepreneurs. Like that, <laughs> yeah, these are all like this. these problems, dude. Because I, I was gonna bring up for me, it's like remembering like any detail that doesn't have to do with work. I forget it immediately. Like, uh, you say it to me, it's gone. 
Gone. <laughs> so tell did, me this you, date for this thing, or you know, I is your it, wife always like, I told you like, ten times, I, like, Friday is the baptism. No, like, she'll huh? talk right to my face and be like, uh huh. And then like, you know, I was supposed to like grab the keys and go out and grab something from the car, and then I was just yeah. And then I just like, I somebody texted me, and then I was all of a sudden I'm I'm gone. I'm so <laughs> glad. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared. And that I hate too. that because yes. it's like. I can't even explain See, like, how many one. millions of things are going on in my brain at the time. And uh, it's the stuff that's in front of me that's the hardest. You know, it's the hardest for me to like stay in that moment. Like, hey, ah. So I get I get in trouble because I, I do the exact same thing. And I'm so glad you brought that Damn, up. Damn, so, me too. This is so, great. Yeah, yeah, so I don't feel alone here. Right? Because you know that I do every once in a while too, because if it's something that like it's we're in the heat of like right in the middle of discussing something work wise and I am so in it and she's trying to share or tell me something and then I and I'm just trying to appease her by yeah, yeah, no, okay. And then she tries to quiz me afterwards. Oh, and I get no. hella mad. Oh, and then <laughs> she <laughs> roasts you. Yeah. yeah. My wife roasts What did I say? Me. What did I just ask you, what do you need to do tomorrow? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm right in the middle of this right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm doing an yes. email. So, yeah. I'm Are, not playing around. And I'm mad because I'm I lost playing angry birds. I'm not mad at her. I'm lo- I'm yeah. mad because I lost my train of no, thought. No, I know exactly. I'm mad at myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this. So do you guys are you guys all or nothing when it comes to that kind of shit? Like I'm either hyper focused on something and I'm just in it yeah. or pff, I'm like a goldfish. Pretty like much. I just forget what yeah. I just saw and what I just yeah, I could bounce <laughs> off walls. Yeah, so I'll be know. super into something and anybody could tell me anything. My you know, family members will text me, "Hey, don't forget Friday we're doing that yeah. thing." I'll be like, "Oh yeah, no problem." Completely forget. Just yeah. This is how I manage my business because I have to get around this, right? Otherwise, I'll, I'm fucked. I'll miss like appointments with my clients or whatever. This is what I do. When my clients text me <laughs> or ask me a, a question about something, if I don't answer it right that second, it will never happen. Yes. So I answer it right then and there. I don't care what I'm doing. If a client texts me and says, exactly, dude. Uh, hey, Sal, you know, Friday schedule, can I come in at two? I have to stop what I'm doing and check the schedule. Because if I say, oh, you know what? I'm going to check that after I'm done with this. Never. It goes away. It disappears into the it's ether, gone. and I forget. Yeah. Well, and and this is the thing that I try and explain to Katrina all the time because she gets so mad at me because she's just like, "Are you, you going to put your phone down for a minute and stop?" I'm like, "Honey, I'm working right now. Let yeah. me finish doing this really quick." You're, you're working all day. You're well, couldn't you have handled that earlier? I'm like, "No, it just came in right now." And if I don't do it right now, yeah. then I'll forget it's about not, it, and yeah. then tomorrow I'll be fucked, and then I'll be buried yeah, in something you're behind. else. Yes, you're already behind. That's what happens yeah. when you do a million things. Uh, Beautiful. We got to slow down. That's yeah, not going to happen. Hey, please leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Help us guys out. And uh, you might get a free T-shirt. Uh, we give away T-shirts to the best reviews. We're kind like that. Every single week. Um, and go on mindpumpmedia.com. Check out our programs. By the way, we put our three MAPS programs together in a super bundle for discount. So if you would like nine months of awesome exercise oh, programming, man. it's right there for you. It's all there. It's beautiful. And you can check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam. And you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Yeah, baby. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.